it's 9 o'clock on Monday. It's Monday, Memorial Day, May 31st, 2010. Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is now in session. This is KBA YYA, your neck control. My name is Drew. Before I proceed, are there any emergency or priority for the net? Any emergency can call in at any time during the net. Before I go ahead, are there any emergency or priority traffic? Every Monday night, the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa meets for training and exercise in public service. Communications are, someone has to be ready. This net is dedicated to addressing that challenge. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa also activates during threats for emergencies affecting Maricopa County. So when trouble strikes in Maricopa County, tune here. This net is an activity, not a separate organization. So go join the public service organization of your choice and come here to learn, own your skills, and exercise your equipment. All are welcome here, and we don't steal people from their chosen organizations. One of the requirements are radio, FCC license to use it on the net, and an interest in using votes for the benefit of others. We expect to make mistakes, all of us, and learn from them. Old grumps and sorry attitudes don't belong here. This frequency is hereby and you can do how to zone. This is KBYA, your net control, right? The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is on both the Mount Org figures 146.92 for the minus offset and linked to the Shaw Butte figures 147.24 plus offset link repeaters. Both repeaters require a figure of 162.2 Hertz tone. Use a repeater that you can access best. We'd like to thank the good guys at the Arizona Repeater Association for authorizing us to use these repeaters. Any station that cannot reach either of these repeaters should try transmitting simplex on the output frequency of the repeater you can hear the best. Wait for the repeater to stop transmitting before you transmit. All other stations, please give the opportunity for the repeater to drop every so often and listen on the input. Any stations that hear stations that net control cannot hear should notify me with the word really. In the event that both these repeaters fail, we will use simplex on the Shaw Butte frequency figures 147.24 simplex. Again, this is KV8YYA, your net control. I need a volunteer for alternate net control. Alternate net control copies check-ins with me and keeps notes. Informs me when I double with someone and is available for special assignments. Alternate net control will assume net leadership if I cannot continue. A station volunteered last week to help me tonight. N7NTM and N7LQK are you on frequency and ready to serve as an alternate net control? We are here and we are ready. And seven and ten. Okay, thank you. You are to assume tactical sign, call signs alternate net control alpha and bravo respectively. 
Also confirm that you received my email and can open the attachments. We confirm that we received the email and uh, have the attachments and have it open. And uh, Donna is assuming net alternate net control Bravo and I will assume alternate net control Alpha and 7NTM. And we thank you for your services tonight. A check will be sent out uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Check-ins are the tonight's topic is to be making clear, concise weather reports. I'll be taking check-ins on two frequencies. Those that are Skywarn spotters and have a spotter number will be checking in on frequencies 442.800 and the link repeater 442.850, both positive offset with 100 hertz PL tone. Use either, either that you can work best. All other operators, please stay here on this frequency, and I will take the check-ins shortly. Alternate net control, Alpha and Bravo, are you prepared to go to 442.8 or 442.85 link repeaters? Affirmative, we are. And 7MTM. Yeah, approve your uh, moving to that frequency. Uh, when you're done, I'll let the operators know as they check in that they can come back to this frequency. Listen to the remainder of the remainder of the net. They are not to check in unless they would like to participate. I will get your uh, list of uh, check-ins by email at the end of the uh, net or tomorrow. Uh, thank you. You are authorized to change frequencies now. All operators that have Skywarn training and a Skywarn number. Please change frequencies now. All others, please stand by. Okay, with that out of the way, I'll be taking check-ins three at a time. Call in your uh, call letters only. Uh, you can do it uh, with phonetics or without. I don't care. I'm pretty good at writing. And uh, I'll take the first three now. Echo, 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 Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. KS7FAL. Yeah, it's a kilo 
Bravo Delta 7 FHP. I got a Charlie, Charlie, Charlie in FAL. Next three. Kilo Charlie 5, Sierra Echo Yankee. Whiskey Bravo 4, Zulu Kilo Alpha. Kilo Echo 7, Golf Echo Lima. You got an SEY, ZTA, and, um, uh, the Golf Echo Lima. Uh, any corrections there? Yeah, next three colors.
KG seventy left. Brothers, can I have you stand by here? I might have something for you. Um, KD seven ETH Lee, are you available? Go ahead. Lee, could you honor that request? Uh, drop over to uh, Sky One, see how long uh, they're going to be, or see how they're doing, and then we get the net rolling here. Sure, switching over now. Thank you very much. Maybe if I want you to stand by. For those that are listening to the net tonight, we're going to be discussing um, discussing making clear and concise weather reports and what uh, the Weather Bureau uh, net control operators are really looking for. Uh, we're going to try to avoid the uh, confusion of sending clouds that are swirling and the rain's coming down. That tells them absolutely nothing, so hopefully we're going to be able to uh, straighten some of that out tonight. Also, uh, part of the discussion will be tonight is we, there are two separate nets that operate during severe storm weather. One is the Skywater, Skywarn spotters that are on the UHF frequencies that call in that have gone to um, spotter training classes and able to report precise information. What I'm looking for is the people that have not gone to those classes or need some retraining in how to, how to report weather. The other frequency used is this one, uh, 147.24 and the 146.92 that are linked. And there's a separate net that goes on there for non-spotters or people that um, can't get into the other repeater, possibly, or they just want to do a quick report and not sit and listen to a whole net. They're in, in traffic and they want to make a report. So we're going to discuss those two. Um, stand by for uh, ETHC if you come back yet. This is KBYY Air Net Control. Sounds like we might have more check-ins over there than what we originally thought. Trying to monitor both frequencies at once as a net control can be confusing sometimes. We're trying to listen to the input to this repeater, 147.24, for any uh, calls that uh, are simplex and trying to monitor the uh, weather at the same time.
think actually I have that built in. Uh, you know, I, I say that uh, the radio stuff, stuff. Usually I would go to the radio first. And, uh, if I'm home. Uh, I hope that answers that question. KD7 is well. I just got back on. They're doing well over there. They've been sending people over here, including me. They had 10 people. And uh, you could stay there for another few minutes to see if you can get anybody else on. Okay, thank you. Uh, I have an assignment for you tonight if you're willing to take it. I'll try. Go ahead. Can you go to the internet and find some severe weather statements uh, someplace in the country, preferably close to Arizona, that uh, you'll be able to read off? Well, I already have uh, a hazardous weather outlook, which uses the exact same format because it comes through as an alert, uh, and that's for here in Phoenix for today. Um, if you want, I, I can get more than that if you want, but uh, I can't guarantee you uh, how close it'll be to Phoenix. Oh, you're uh, well ahead of me. You've already got a statement already. That's good enough. So please stand by with that. Will do, KD7ETH. Okay, back to the question. Uh, how are uh, amateur radio re operators notified of a pending net? Are there any other stations? Frequency. If you're just monitoring it, uh, you're going to get work. 
television, radio, so there's a myriad of uh, ways to go ahead and get the, uh, the information that there are severe or uh, watches uh, that are up for you to be aware. So what happens when we uh, hear those watches or warnings being broadcast, what do we do? Okay, now let me make it clear. Are, is that the information that 
you would give out on this frequency, not necessarily the Skywarn frequency, but this frequency, is that the information that you would pass in that control? Or is there information in there that you don't think is pertinent to the, um, the net? Well, um, I only gave information that's pertinent to uh, this net. There are There is additional information, but most of it is, um, is a question of specific location, uh, plus there's some coding that they put on this thing, uh, but basically I just gave out the important stuff. Thank you, and I appreciate your help there. I'm going to be coming back to you in a little while. If uh, I give out this information again, and it'll be on the uh, the uh, the website for you to look up later. But if you went to easyskywarn.weatherbus.com, there's uh, a menu up at the top that gives you all kinds of information on on Skywarn. And I'm going to ask, what type of weather do you think a net would be called on? I know we have flash floods and all that. And how about hurricanes? How about tsunamis? What, um, what type of weather would require us to go ahead and report to the National Weather Service or the uh, Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa. Is there any takers on that? KD7EUL. Travis, I'm going to ask you to stand by, and I'm gonna, we've got several newer people here. I know you know all the information, but I have several other people here, and I'd like to pull them out of the woodwork if I could. If not, I'll come right back to you. I understand. KE7EUL standing by. Thank you very much. Any other stations out there that can uh, tell us what, what type of reports they would require? N7UKN. UKN, go ahead. It has a booklet that was put out by Basic Spotters Field Guide by the uh, Department of Commerce, and it said reports tornadoes, funnel clouds, water spouts, and Wall cloud, whatever that is. Two, large hail as defined by your NWS office. Damaging winds greatly than, greater than 50 miles an hour. Flash flooding. Uh, those are the criteria that they have entered on their uh, handout. And so you can. Uh, yeah, thank you for your input. Can anybody think of any other type of weather that might need to be reported?
uh, National Weather Service may not even be in the same area, or your net control may not even be in the same area, and not know what what you're meaning by that. That's why they have criteria that they want reported. That criteria is a defined set of rules. When you tell me it's raining, what do, what do they want to know? What do I want to know? If it's uh, the, uh, the uh, sandstorm, I need to know more what direction, how high, how fast, what's the visibility. So each one of these criteria helps define the information for uh, others to visualize what's actually happening out there. There's one of the uh, weathers that they asked us to report that nobody's mentioned yet. Can you think of it? N7 LQK. N7 LQK, go ahead. Um, tornadoes, any snow they want down here, any hail they want down here, and on rain, rain they want accumulation, not just the rakes, but they want how much of that is accumulated, because if it's only had two minutes of really heavy rain, it's not going to be the same as 30 minutes of moderately heavy rain, and so those, so that's the point that they make really hard in the class. Thank you, and I presume you and Alternate Med Control Alpha are both back on frequency. You must not have copied on the back channel. Yes, sir, we're back. Thank you, and 7 lqk And 7 uk i listening to you guys there. I forgot to put the back. Thank you. We're back on the uh, back channel. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, snow, but not just down here. They would like the accumulations of an inch or more uh, per hour uh, any place in the state. And so in our high country, uh, we have that happen. Uh, it snowed here in Phoenix, but I don't think we ever got a one inch per hour accumulation rate. Um, in, in reporting, uh, the weather back to a net control, or when I say net control, I'm referring both to somebody that's running net for National Weather Service and somebody that's running the net for the 147 for the uh, Arizona Emergency Network. There's other things to report besides rain, uh, snow, uh, blowing dust. Uh, what are some other items? N7UKN. N7UKN, go ahead. According to the information, heavy rain, one inch or more and a half hour. Uh, flooding, weather, uh, dust storms, the velocity and from the direction that the uh, dust is coming from, and your location, uh, visibility of dust a quarter mile or less. And uh, that was one of their hail, which I don't think we mentioned. One half inch or larger, and uh, that, that's all it said. Hail one half inch or larger in seven UK. Okay, thank you. We're going to go back to floods. Um, anybody out there that would report 
floods. Anybody near a canal or a, uh, a wash area?
One thing that I've heard reported with severe wind is uh, trees down, and in particular people are interested in the size, the diameter of the tree trunk when the tree is down. TF7CCC. Okay. And uh, anybody else can jump in on this one. Why do they want to know the diameter of the tree, of the branches? W9FYI. W9FYI, uh, you want me to check in? Please do. Okay, were you going to answer that question? Yes, I was. Go ahead. Alrighty. Uh, the reason that the, that the, the diameter of the branch and or trees that are down is because that is an indicator just as to how uh, how strong the wind is. Uh, I.e., if you if you if you're not near a rain gauge and you see something with a uh, five inch a five inch diameter tree trunk going down versus uh, something that's two inches, uh, that that's a clear indication of one that uh, you've got some pretty powerful wind and two. Uh, the level of damage that could be caused by a five-inch tree trunk, uh, uh, a tree trunk five inches in diameter uh, coming down there. Uh, this is W9FYI, back to that. Very good. And then I'll ask again, um, so you've given them the information to the National Weather Service. How are they going to use that information? All this, all this builds up. You talked about the uh, the wind speeds and the dust storms and the, uh, the accumulation of water in the canal, and now we got five-inch limbs. What are they doing with that information? KD7ETH. The person I was looking for. They're taking that information and dispersing it uh, over the various means of communications. Uh, radio, TV, internet, however, getting it out to everybody that needs to know what's going on so they can, like, for example, avoid places that are flooding or avoid places where trees are down or where crews may be working on down power lines. In short, it's going to the general public where it belongs. KD7 EPH. OQK. They are also taking it to make future reports. Um, for example, if there's heavy rain up in Sedona and that, or Anthem in that area, and it's coming down here, we're going to have flash flooding. So they take the information and compile it to make future warnings and reports uh, um, to help with general public uh, safety and 7 QK. So you made a very, very good point there. The weather may not even be affecting us. It might be in the next county, next warning area. We know nothing about it. So they're disseminating all that information that's coming in, reliable information from a Skywarn spotter or a ham radio operator, and uh, disseminating all that information to forecast what may be happening downstream or upstream even. Um, so it's very, very important that we give them the, the information that they're requiring um, in an urgent, what they classify as an urgent priority would be uh, a tornado, a funnel cloud, rotating wall cloud, and flash flooding. High priority for them 
is hail three quarters of an inch diameter or larger. Wind speed is greater than 58 miles per hour. Persistent non-rotating wall clouds. Persistent non-rotating wall clouds. Rainfall of one inch or more per hour. Their lowest priority that they're looking for, and it's still a priority, but it's the lowest priority, is hail of a half inch diameter or larger. Wind speeds greater than 40 miles per hour. And cloud features suggesting storm organization. That's an important one, suggesting storm organization. So all that information they're compiling on their computers, you know, looking at their computers, looking at our information, putting it together, disseminating an outlook to send out that we would probably get during one of these storms, if you watch for the watches and warnings, and uh, letting us know what's, what's, what's coming about. Lee, um, are you still on free Yes, I am. By any chance, have you got any of the, uh, the uh, NOAA websites uh, up on your screen? One moment, and I will have one out. Uh, I've been uh, sending out some other information to other people. Um, I have the radar map up. I'm about to switch over to the main uh, Phoenix, Arizona site. Okay, what I was kind of hoping for is if you could find some weather uh, someplace around Kansas, Oklahoma. They got a lot up in Chicago. They got a lot of storm activity going on up there. Pull up one of their uh, uh, statements and uh, we would like to read that also. Uh, actually, I can do that without even uh, going to the website. I've got software that does that quite well, thank you. Um. Well, and when you're uh, ready, just come back to the net and uh, we'll, we'll get you in there. Info. Info, go ahead. I believe Lee doubled with you just then, and neither of you heard the other. You won. Drew, WB4, is that KX? I have powerful one watt station I have here. Uh, Lee, go ahead. This is KB, by the way. Okay, uh, following your suggestion, I decided to check on Kansas and all they're showing is hazardous weather outlooks, but, you know, I can always pick one of those and read it. Uh, it's not a problem, really. Pick one that you think would uh, fit uh, the net here and uh, go ahead and read it. Okay, please remember, people, this is not for here. This is actually for uh, National Weather Service Kansas City. Slash Pleasant Hill, Missouri. 
um, weather outlook for northwest, north central, and west central Missouri, as well as extreme eastern Kansas. Uh, day one, they're not expecting any hazardous weather. However, days two through seven, Tuesday through Sunday, they're expecting a warm front to begin to retreat northward through the outlook area tomorrow morning and provide focus for thunderstorms across mainly northwest Missouri and adjacent northeast Kansas during morning and afternoon. Any storms that develop will be capable of producing large hail. Otherwise, greater chances for thunderstorms and possibility for severe weather will spread into the area uh, Tuesday night and across the remainder of the area on Wednesday. Uh, conditions appear favorable for development of an organized thunderstorm complex capable of producing large hail and damaging winds. Given the expected timing of this system, severe weather will likely occur in two phases. The first across the far northeast of Missouri late Tuesday night, and the second across central Missouri on Wednesday afternoon. And looking ahead, thunderstorm chances will increase into the weekend as warm and human air mass interacts with several upper air disturbances. Uh, too early to determine if the activity will be severe. information and again um, I kept back the exact specific city locations uh, simply because there are several of them and uh, well for this particular one that doesn't really pertain because we're here in Arizona but it's the same thing I would have done, I did with the earlier one and I would do with any other uh, warning I'm not going to sit and read off every town or city individually uh, here in our neighborhood, I just say the valley or south central or west central or whatever uh, part of Maricopa County, depending on what it says uh, in the particular report, KD7EPH. Okay, thank you, Lee. And this goes to show that anybody reporting weather to anybody on the net, Skywarn, whatever, to each other is use your discretion at the information you're getting. Um, you need to report it uh, accurately as possible, but you need to use some discretion when reporting. Um, if uh, you're a radio operator out here in the middle of the uh, you know center valley here, and uh, you need to read every single city: Scottsdale, Phoenix, Avondale, Goodyear, uh, Peoria. Uh, we don't need all that. All we need to know is the East Valley, West Valley. So you have to do, use your own discretion at what type of information you go ahead and pass, but it still needs to be accurate. Unless it is something that's particularly happening in the center of Tempe at such and such uh, a location. So it's important to, uh, when you're disseminating this information, and uh, use your head with the information you're passing. That is, remember, there are other people out there listening, both ham operators, um, scanner listeners, 
and that could include the news media. So we need to give precise information with no additives to it, uh, personal feelings, or or I, I think it's going to head west. You're, you're, unless you see this going west, you don't report it, I think. You give the, the direction that it is actually moving. There are other people out there listening that are disseminating that information and taking it for, for, for law. That's exactly what's happening. So be very, very careful with your weather reporting. N7 UKN. N7 UKN, go ahead. Just for case of what we're doing, in, in one of these booklets we have from the weather people, it says if a storm is approaching and you think it's coming in your direction, there's a way to determine how soon and how fast it's moving. Count the number of seconds between flashes of lightning and, and the clap of thunder and divide that number by five and that should give you approximately how many miles away the storm is. And if you do this several times, you'll get an idea of how fast the storm is coming to your area. And so you can. I see a little extra information there. Good. Thank you for your uh, input. I'm going to be closing the net up here very shortly, so I'm going to ask for uh, open discussion. Anybody's got any questions or input into the net? Question. Question, identify, go ahead. TF7FAL. What is a persistent, non-rotating wall cloud? My definition is if I saw a cloud up there and I don't see any high tops on the cloud that are forming, um, it's just sitting in one spot, it's not moving. Uh, there's several ways to take that, but they would like to know that kind of information because they can determine or look on the radar and feel what that cloud is doing. They can look at the uh, weather, the elevations, and pick out are there any storms developing above it that we can't see, which is important. Uh, just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. They may be able to see it on radar. Our eyes and ears are for below those clouds down to the ground where they can't see. Um, but if they had a persistent shelf cloud just sitting out there and just slowly, slowly, slowly moving, uh, it's a good indication that there's a, it, it has the criteria to start developing into a storm and it's something they don't want to know about. Um, it may be at the early stages that don't even show up on radar yet, but by informing them of that, it's a persistent wall cloud stationary that they need to keep a closer eye on that area. Is that clear your question? Uh, yes, it does. Thank you. Uh, KF7FAL. Okay, I'm far from an expert. You all know I've been to the advanced classes, and uh, um, somebody knows different, please step in. That control is not always right. Any other stations? This is the open discussion period.
when you're about ready to wrap it up. I'm ready to wrap up the net and ask the next, are there any announcements for the net? If so, call now with your call sign only. Alright, E7EJF. E7EJF recognized, go ahead. Drew, great uh, uh, net. I just want to make one thing uh, probably clear that that needs to be said is, and that is, um, all this information that you've gleaned tonight, when you have that kind of information to pass and the Anmar net is activated, that's where you want to go. Please don't switch to the Skywarn net. That is actually for train spotters only, and that's why we appoint liaisons between the two nets. So there's a, a spotter, train spotter who monitors this net and passes that traffic over because they uh, know what needs to be passed. It's a point that uh, to prevent confusion as we get into the monsoon, which starts in uh, 15 days. KE 70 Jeff. Okay, I appreciate that. That's why uh, probably wasn't real clear on that at the beginning of the net, but uh, that'll work. Uh, Alfred and Nett, uh, are you prepared to uh, go on to the next phase? Actually, Drew, you doubled with somebody there for a moment. Alternate net control alpha and 7 and champ. Okay, thank you. The station that doubled with me, or I doubled with them, go ahead. Sorry, Drew, WB4ZKX. WB4ZK, you recognize, go ahead, KBA, by way. I'd like to recognize, I think we have a first time participant. Interesting call sign, W7ZAA, Zachary, over in Higley. Welcome aboard. Uh, and I also enjoyed uh, hearing you jump in with both feet, uh, offering questions and observations and comments. That's the way it's done. Uh, participate whenever you can. Uh, when life gets in the way, don't give a second thought. Come back when you're, you're available. Uh, and, and welcome aboard. WB4ZKA. Uh, thank you, Mike, and I'm going to let alternate uh, A or B go ahead and finish the rest of the net. And if you could stand by to uh, let us know what the uh, next week's topic is when he asks. Uh, alternate A, go ahead, give you a call in. I have the mic. Um, we meet uh, again on these repeaters next Monday evening at 9 o'clock. The topic will be not what is listed, so I don't know. I'm like you're gonna have to give it to me. If you're gonna refresh, nope, you're gonna have to give me the thing that's about the last about last week. Mike, what's next week's topic? N7 LPK. <laughs> okay. Next week's topic is disaster communications, the real story. Uh, we use public service events and drills and exercises to stay in shape in case that spam hits the fan, and, and that's good, but. But when we're deployed for the real thing, um, radio amateurs can encounter people who aren't as welcoming and appreciative as we're used to among the event sponsors. Uh, we'll preview real-world environments and the expectations that you may face and how to prepare for them. That is case 7 EJF will be our net control. WB4ZK. Thank you, Mike. All stages who would like to experience the alternate net control chair. 
I am asking for a volunteer tonight to help us next week. If you would like to try your hand at opposite depth control next Monday night, please call me now. And 7 LPK. <laughs>